Anyone who has seen A Bug's Life probably remembers that quote by the evil leader of the oppressive grasshoppers who try to persuade the ants to serve them stores of food at the end of each harvest season, after the last leaf falls, as they said. But the grasshoppers didn't need the food. They simply enjoyed controlling a world that deep down they actually fear. There's a great corollary, I believe, going on in in the same way in America right now and perhaps in the entire world. As that chief grasshopper, the gang leader whose name was Hopper, said, you let one ant stand up to us and they might all stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if we ever let them figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. Wow. Does that not convey the exact imagery of what we see going on right now in the world with the globalist movement? with the powers that now rule over us in America, where we the people are insignificant, seemingly puny little ants who matter nothing to them. Now, this theme of the few wanting to control the many are present in an awful lot of movies, probably thousands of them. You can see it in a pretty big way and in different uh, manifestations with, for example, the movie The Hunger Games or even in Tombstone where the cowboys were out trying to control the town of Tombstone and surrounding areas just to oppress the people. We saw it in a different way in the movie Fried Green Tomatoes where the blacks were oppressed and where people were simply trying to live their lives, but there were always interventions by the evil grasshoppers. We saw it in another film called The Rainmaker, and even in the comedy Three Amigos, we saw the evil uh, Ixtapo who was... uh, trying to oppress all of the people and keep them under his thumb. And there's probably thousands of other films like it. But when we see that the few want to control the many, we see some of the worst, worst parts of humanity come out. And let's admit it, in a very true sense, the grasshoppers of the globalist uniparty are right now doing their very best to stomp all of us little ants of the world into submission. But the ants actually aren't falling for it. One way or another, we can admit, good always triumphs over evil. You're listening to Unity Without Compromise on America Out Loud News Network. This is Dr. Steve LaTulip. Thanks so much for joining me today. I have to tell you, I... I think we really need to understand that we are more than puny little ants. And of course, that analogy goes only so far, because as we apply it to the human race, the grasshoppers are nothing more than a blight. They are an ugly infestation in our world. And the only real physical difference between the ants and the grasshoppers in the world 
is nothing. We are all people. The difference lies in what is in the heart of the creature. Now, nobody likes to be called a puny little ant. I don't like it. You don't like it. Everyone needs to feel important, at least to someone, to that one special person in, in, in life that cherishes us, appreciates us, looks up to us maybe, even depends on us. We want to feel important to someone. And the less secure that we are about this, the more energy we seem to spend on trying to make ourselves look and feel more significant on the inside. We want to feel more empowered. We want to feel more of a threat to anyone who would dare to make us feel like a tiny little ant. I was reminded of this the other night when I attended a church event at Trinity Church in Scottsdale, Arizona, where Mark Driscoll uh, is the pastor there. And I, I was encouraged to go to this with my son-in-law who really wanted to attend this. So I thought, okay, I'll follow him. Well, the keynote speaker there was Matt Whitaker. He is a former acting attorney general of the United States. And he is associated with the America First Policy Institute. He also is co-chair of the Center for Law and Justice at AFPI, or the America First Policy Institute. So I thought, well, you know, this can't be all bad. I'm going to go and I want to hear these guys and hear what, what they have to say. And this was a men's event only. So I pull into the church and uh, take a seat and look around me. And I listened to the keynote speaker, who I thought had a pretty good message. He had no great revelations, but he spoke solidly and, and attested to the fact that Christ was important in his life and that if we are going to save America and if we are going to contend with evil, we really do have to rise up being the puny little ants that Hopper wanted us to be, at least in the Bugs Life movie. And I thought it was a good message. But the real good, powerful stuff actually came after Matthew Whitaker spoke. And what we had is two other guest speakers there from the America First Athletes. One was Duke Tanner. He spoke first. Duke Tanner was a former Olympic boxer who had a 19-0 record going into the Olympics, but he got involved in a nonviolent drug conspiracy thing, and, and he ended up serving time in prison. And in fact, he had a very long, uh, a double-life prison sentence, but he was pardoned by President Donald Trump who gave Duke a second chance when he was granted his freedom on October 21st, 2021. And so uh, since that time, he really reformed his life and he has been using his platform now to empower young children, to raise awareness of criminal justice reform and to promote unity throughout the country. And I really like that and appreciate that. Now, Duke Tanner had a profound message and I was glad to hear him speak, to listen to his story because he had some great things to say. Um, it was really a plug for Christian fatherhood because what, what, what I listened to was a powerful message to the men who were attending this all-male event, which is part of Driscoll's ministry, Real Men. 
uh, you can consider it kind of a, a form of toxic masculinity with a Christian twist. And it is, yes, a very much needed message for all men to hear in our effeminate society. So I, I really think that they are doing some great stuff. But, you know, as I was listening to these people speak, and I have to tell you, Frank Murphy, who also spoke, he's a former NFL player. He was a star player and had a tremendous life story. He was involved in drugs and guns, you know, and the bad scene and ended up uh, facing the possibility of spending life behind bars. But he was given a second chance and he ended up going ahead to do some really great things with his successful football career. And then he ended up getting out and involved in the ministry. And that has leaded to him being awarded the Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award. And, and I commend the guy because these are two examples of men who turn their lives around. But here they are speaking. And as I was listening to these guys, I looked around <clears throat> and I saw the men who were in here. Many of them were very young, some were older, but what really took me by surprise is that all these men seemed to be really buff. You know, they were bulked up from hours of training at the gym so that they could artificially hypertrophy or enlarge their muscle fibers, you know. So they were strutting in as they came in with these uh, bulking, bulging muscles. And I could actually sense as I was watching them. I could sense how great was their need to feel important, to feel accepted, and to feel loved as they were engrossed in the stories of Frank Murphy and Duke Tanner. I actually looked hard at their faces, and what I saw as they were sharply focused on the message that was shouting out, boys need their daddy's love, because without it, boys feel puny kind of like ants. And so what I imagined is that these men have been trying to compensate for their inner sense of worthlessness by bulking up, by trying to make themselves look on the outside what they would like to feel like on the inside. These men were right where they needed to be. And I was, I was so happy to see on their faces a hunger for what they were hearing. Many of them were greatly tattooed. They were not what you might imagine to even be attending a men's uh, Bible study, if you will, or an event, a Christian event. But these men really needed to understand the absolute power, the strength, and the fulfillment that comes from knowing God and being in Christ, in covenant with the Savior. And that was the message from Duke Tanner, from Frank Murphy, from Matthew Whitaker. And I was really impressed with that. But what we need to take from this is a very important message, and I think it is conveyed beautifully in A Bug's Life, in that movie. It's considered a kid's movie, but I'm telling you, if you haven't seen it, it is profound, and I think that every adult should watch it because of what it really conveys. It is life in America right now. And the message is this, we are much more than puny little ants. 
In fact, the Bible says in Romans 8.37 that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And it's a profound message for our time. We really need to come to an understanding that the love of our Heavenly Father that can so greatly influence us needs to be shared and spread. And that's what these men needed to learn. We need to understand the importance of being a good earthly father and having that kind of love, that same kind of heavenly father love, and show that to our families. Because we as men need to bestow upon our own children the love that we are shown. And as we imitate Christ, we do that. So only then can we really fully understand our responsibility to protect our children so that they are not devoured by the grasshoppers in life. And today in America, look at it. We have a plague of grasshoppers, a locust infestation that is destroying America. And we need to rise up and be more than just puny little ants. Many years ago, Robert F. Kennedy Sr., not Jr., but RFK, who was assassinated following his brother's assassination, John F. Kennedy, in 63, RFK made a profound statement, and I quote, Every time we turn our heads the other way, when we see the law flouted, when we tolerate what we know is wrong, when we close our eyes and our ears to the corrupt because we are too busy or too frightened, when we fail to speak up and speak out, we strike a blow against freedom, decency, and justice. In other words, RFK was saying we need to, we actually enable the grasshoppers when we say and do nothing in the face of evil. We have to speak up, we have to stand up, and we have to oppose evil. It does not take any real physical strength to oppose evil, but it takes a tremendous amount of moral courage, and that can come only from God. It doesn't require any time at the gym pumping iron, but it does take time learning and studying the Bible, the ways of God. That is what allows us to rise up and be something more than puny little ants. In the New Testament, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, the Apostle Paul is telling the younger Timothy, exercise yourself toward godliness. For bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. I realize in this life, this feels like all we have. It's very hard to think beyond into the eternal life, but 
that we must do. And we have been afforded the opportunity to do that. God has told us that he has put eternity in our hearts. And we are told in God's word that bodily exercise, you know, all the hours and hours that you spend working out at the gym, doing these workouts that actually accomplish nothing other than maybe get us into a little better physical shape, bodily exercise is actually a lesson in futility. If you think about it, what it really accomplishes, it may serve you well if you're an athlete, and if you're a soldier, you know, I'm not saying there's no place for exercise. I exercised a lot. I played sports, played hockey, ran cross country, ran track. I did a lot of different things. I, I lived in the woods, did a lot of hiking, camping, fishing, hunting, whatever. Um, I mean, I did it all in the outdoors. And it really does help to be physically fit. But for what purpose? Because ultimately, exercise of the body has no lasting value. As soon as those muscles whose size have artificially enlarged from the hours and hours of buffing up are going to revert back to their genetically predetermined size as soon as you stop exercising. And since there's a lot of energy in those swollen up muscle cells, what happens is that energy is released, and if it's not used up in the exercise that it's used to, it turns to fat. It gets stored as energy in our body, and that's called fat. And that's why you see the big, heavy, uh, bulked-up, uh, muscly guys turn to fat. It all goes to their gut as they get older, as soon as they stop exercising. But in contrast, exercise toward godliness has a whole lot more benefit. It makes you a better husband or a wife. It works for the women too. It makes you a better father or a better mother. It makes you a much better neighbor, a worker. It makes you a better citizen and even a better patriot. And maybe I should say especially a better patriot. And it might even make people a better politician if they dare to live godly in Christ Jesus. But remember, exercise toward godliness implies doing. It's like pumping iron, like lifting weights. It implies action. Exercise toward godliness is not just mental assent. It's not just learning. It's obeying. It's doing, and that doing requires that we do things God's way. And however imperfectly we did it, we actually did honor God in this country at one time. We did things God's way, and in fact, that is how we got the Constitution of the United States, recognizing that our creator the designer of the universe, the one, the great powerful force in the universe, God, who created us male and female, said there is a right way and a wrong way to live. And we as Americans, at least in principle, believed that what God said was true and good for us. 
Divine providence led us to be a profoundly great nation. Despite our imperfections, despite the hypocrisy of many, we at least lived according to the principles of God. And that was a very, very good thing. It was an exercise toward godliness that allowed and spurred on our patriots to fight for our nation as a free Christian country. And now that is being profoundly threatened in ways that I never thought I would have seen in my lifetime. And here they are. We are right now on the brink of total collapse. And I just refuse to accept it. And I want to encourage every one of you listening today, I am praying that every American citizen will rise up and refuse to be a puny little ant. You are much more than that. We are more than conquerors if we say and do the right thing, if we live by the Christian standard that gave us a Christian nation. Don't be ashamed of it. Don't hide your faith. Speak about it. Because if there is any hope of America surviving the next year, it is going to be through a rise of spiritual awareness in America. It is a battle between good and evil, and we have to accept the challenge of what is coming. And what exactly is coming? Does anyone really know? Does anyone have any idea what is before us? How many of you right now are living still in fear because you worry that if you do speak up, if you do take a stand, the corrupt FBI is going to come knocking at your door. You're going to be thrown in jail, as were the January 6th protesters who stood for their country, who said, time out, uh-uh, bad election, fraud everywhere. The election in 2020 was stolen. Because of that, some of these people are still rotting in the D.C. gulags. They are in prison as political prisoners because they took a stand. Does that scare you? Does that stop you from acting, from speaking out, from taking a stand for your country, for your fellow American citizens, for your children, for your wife or your husband? for the rest of your family, and for the generations to come? Are you living a cowardly life? Because if you are, you need to be empowered and understand what it takes. You have to put that aside somehow. And going to the gym isn't going to get it. Let's be honest. When we spend hours a day trying to improve our outward appearance. Look at all the time that has been spent focusing on self, looking in that mirror as you're pushing the weight or doing whatever exercise you're doing. 
I'm not saying it is intrinsically evil. I'm not saying it doesn't have any benefit, but I am saying exactly what the Bible says, that bodily exercise profits us a little bit, just a little. But godliness is profitable for all things. It will change your life. It will make you something that you never thought you could be. And it will give you the security in your heart that so many people are looking for because they did not get the encouragement from their parents, from their father, from their mother. They didn't have the breaks in life that some other people do have. But look at many of the wealthy children who have been given everything in their lives. Are they any better? Are they any stronger? No, they're not. Inner strength comes only from God. And if you don't seek it, if you don't seek God and his word, you'll never have it. And you will live a life of cowardice. You will live a life of compromise. And you will submit to evil. Because you don't fear God and you do fear the oppressors, the grasshoppers who threaten you with everything. We have got some decisions to make in this country right now. And we need to exercise toward godliness. That's the message we need to hear today. The question is, how do we do it? How do we actually put it into practice? How do we exercise the things that are right and good? How do we oppose the evil? Isn't it wrong to raise our voices? Isn't it wrong to actually raise up a sword against evil? Well, that's something we have to wrestle with. Because a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions about that. We do have a requirement from God to protect our families, to defend the weak, to help the poor, to visit those who have been imprisoned, and especially those who have been imprisoned wrongfully because they chose to do good and to stand up for you. We have some hard choices to make in this country as American citizens and as Christians. And if you are not a Christian, I would beg you to simply read the word of God. Pick up the Bible, read the book of Revelation, read the book of Galatians. Let God have his work in you. And if you have nothing but disdain for the Bible, I would first challenge you to say, have you read it? And if not, do so, because you might be profoundly surprised at the practical wisdom for everyday living in that. And you might be surprised at how your life can be changed just like a Duke Tanner or a Frank Murphy. You might be surprised at how masculine it is to be a Christian male or how feminine it is to be a Christian female to be everything that God intended us to be as opposed to the world. Look at how confused they are. Look at how they confuse you because they don't want you to think clearly. 
In fact, they don't want you to even think. Are you living a bug's life? Are you living that puny little ant lifestyle because you fear your government? It is time for a change. We can apply the bug's life analogy to our own lives in America right now in a really big way. But we have to ultimately decide who and what we are going to be. I'm going to take a short pause and return momentarily. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to Unity Without Compromise. Dr. Steve Tulip here. I welcome you to the program today. And I would like to remind you that my program is aired on the weekends at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. The show is Unity Without Compromise, and the focus is the same. We are called by God to be united. That was the Lord's very prayer, to be united and to 
unite in strength and without compromise. Of what? Compromise of God's word, of course. And in doing so, we become extremely strong. I would encourage you all to please visit our website, americaoutloud.news. Get the articles and podcasts that are available from true American patriots, people who are not perfect, but who are contending for the faith, contending for the Constitution, and for a free and just America. We want life and liberty for all. We want justice to prevail in our courts, and therefore we must oppose evil. Everywhere we look right now, we see compromise. Everywhere we turn, we are confronted with the evils of compromise, particularly in our government. I'm frankly fed up with it, aren't you? I've had more than enough. I'm ready for a change, and I'm ready to be a part of that change in a big way, hopefully. And if we all have that attitude, I assure you we can take back America in a heartbeat. But we have to turn back to God to do that. Today, I am using the analogy of a bug's life to show us how we are so oppressed by the grasshoppers because they are imposing their power upon us to put us into a state of fear so that we will be immobilized. A lot of people in America refuse to speak up because they don't want to offend anyone. But you know, that's what we say. We aren't so afraid to offend as we are afraid to be attacked. We live in fear because we don't want people to know what we really believe inside because inside we have a lot of insecurity. That insecurity can be removed from you very easily, but it takes exercise, not physical exercise, but exercise toward godliness. And that's what I'm discussing today. If I can use once again, the bug's life analogy, the grasshoppers are coming for us in a serious way. And they're coming for us simply because we have not unified. We don't recognize the strength that we have in numbers. We outnumber the wicked ones greater than 100 to 1, probably greater than a million to 1. But if we say and do nothing, it doesn't matter. The grasshoppers will prevail because they are evil. They are focused on tormenting humanity so that they can thrive in their power and their wealth. Yes, the grasshoppers are coming for us simply because we are afraid to stand up and fight. Meanwhile, look around us. Let's get into our own world right now. What do we see? All of a sudden, we see the pro-Hamas insurrectionists who just stormed our U.S. Capitol demanding a Gaza ceasefire. What's that all about? Well, these were protesters. And what are they protesting? 
they are protesting an attack against evil. That's the bottom line right there. They're calling evil good, and they are shouting at us, threatening us, saying death to America, because Americans historically have been good, because America has stood with Israel, because Israel had a godly principle derived from the Old Testament scriptures. That's what it's about. The Israeli people were at one time God's chosen people. And now the new Jerusalem, the new Jew, if you will, are those who are circumcised of heart, the Bible says. If you are a Christian, you are a new Jew. But that's exactly where the fight is. The fight is spiritual. It is against God. And Satan is thriving right now. They are rising up. Many in the church have fallen away. And look at the price we are paying for our own rebellion and stupidity. How can you call it anything else? Fear God, live for God according to his plan, and we will thrive and live in peace and prosperity, and yet we reject him and look at what we face. It sure makes me angry. Say, do you think those those pro-Hamas insurrectionists at the Capitol building, you know, they absolutely stormed the Capitol. This was not exactly your peace-loving protesters, but they were demanding a Gaza ceasefire. They interrupted the functioning of our government. Do you think they're going to be arrested? Are they going to be jailed? Put in jail without opportunities to put up a bond? or have any court date in the next year or two or three or longer? I don't think so. I don't think we're going to hear a thing about it. They're going to do all they can to squelch it, and we'll make some noise. And we'll say, this evil has got to stop. But if they ignore us and remind us that they are in control and that we had better listen to them and shut up, then they can continue with the evil that they oppress us with every day. Do you think we're going to continue to allow Islamic terrorists in our own government and in our land? Look at the Quad, right? The congressmen who speak up, the congresswomen who speak up for Hamas, for all the death and destruction they caused. And look at our own so-called president, who is anything but a president. He is a memory care case. But somebody is controlling him. Somebody is making ultimately the decisions for the president of the United States. It's not Biden. But how come we don't know? How come we are so in the dark? Why are we facing right now a vote for another Speaker of the House? Well, it's because the last Speaker of the House was weak and impotent and served the Democrat Party. The Democrats voted unanimously to throw him out. Why? I'll tell you why. 
I believe it's because they think they can get Hakeem Jeffries in there, who is now the minority leader of the House. Can you imagine what hell we would live if this happens? And is it a possibility? It most certainly is. We are living a bug's life. And we need to rise up and be more than puny little ants. At what point do the puny little ants decide to stop the assault against our American ant colony? We are being attacked. There are way more of us than them. And we are armed. Don't forget that. We are armed because our founding fathers said, be armed because it is necessary to preserve your liberty. There's meaning in those words, good people, and we have to confront it. And we should not be squelched into talking about the fact that we are an armed citizenry for a purpose, for a reason. And we'd better reconcile it real fast. Why do I say that? Oh, well, you know, the truth is everyone wants a peaceful settlement to all of this oppression, tyranny, injustice, hatred, immorality, perversion, and crime that has permeated our land ever since Barack Hussein Obama infiltrated our government and planted radical Muslims in government offices. That's when the change really strongly became apparent. And Barack Obama still walks a free man after all the evil he has done. We still fear to call him the enemy that he is. We still fail to call the Democrats the enemies that they are. They are oppressive. They are communists. They are globalists and they are after you and they want to kill you. Do you think they mean you good in any way? Sure. Every good person wants a peaceful settlement to this oppression. Every good person, but not everyone wants a peaceful settlement. The truth is that the majority of our government doesn't really care at all what happens to you and me. They couldn't care less about you and me. Look at what they did to the J6 protesters who dared to exercise their First Amendment rights, speaking against what they thought was a gross injustice, i.e. losing the integrity of our vote. Your vote did not count in 2020. Your vote likely did not count in 2022 because the corruption goes on. And the ones who stood up and protested at the Capitol building are still rotting in prison. Look at the injustice that we tolerate from the grasshoppers because we're acting like puny little ants. I find this despicable. I really do. It has to change. You think they'll do the same thing to you, even if you peacefully protest? Yeah, they will. If you stand for the Constitution, they'll want to come after you. 
Are you going to take it? Are you going to constantly let them thump you and oppress you and silence you? I can't do it. I simply cannot do it, and I will not do it. Because they will continue to push their agenda until they disarm us, if they can. And let me tell you, they are very patient. They are in it for the long haul. But their aim is to disarm us. And for a very good reason. They cannot take us over until they have our guns. Simple as that. Now, do we have a hope for a peaceful settlement to the injustice, to the oppressive rule that we suffer under now? You want my guess? I don't believe that we will be able to reclaim our freedom in America without a fight. And I mean a real fight. I believe a revolution is in our future. That's just my gut feeling right now. I sincerely hope and pray that I am wrong. But I don't think I am at this point in time. Look around you. Look at everything that is happening. Do you really think, when you think it through, do you think that we are going to somehow settle this peacefully, get the Democrats, get the globalists, the uniparty to see our way of thinking and say, come on, let's all get together and be nice. Let's all do things with integrity. Let's have a moral standard. Let, let's be good people and do what's best for the American people. Let's promote the form of government that we have had for almost 250 years. I mean, let's do that right? Because it's a good thing to do. Come on, won't you do it? And all the while, the swamp lives on. The swamp rats continue doing their evil, building their nests, spreading their nests, multiplying everywhere so that they can take down the good country of the United States of America. It sure makes me angry. How can we tolerate all that is happening in our country right now and say and do nothing. Nearly every single politician has sold out. They are nothing more than compromising hypocrites who lie to us all day long. They steal our money in every which way that they can. They cheat us of all representation so that they can become fat and fluffy on the money they receive from the selling of their souls. The first time you cross the line and compromise in government or even in our personal lives, we feel pricked in our heart, in our conscience, like, oh, you know, I really shouldn't have done that but I'll let it go. And then when we do it a second time, oh, we still feel bad. We say, okay, I, I got to stop this. But eventually, when you accept the bribes of money and privilege and power, it's very easy to get drunk on that power and to forget the evil that results from our compromise. 
And then before you know it, compromise becomes our way of life. The prime example is the puppet in office in the White House. Joe Biden has lied so much in his life that his life is a lie. He cannot discern truth. Even if he had a brain that was functioning properly, the man is evil to the core. The man does not have any interest in the people of America. He has interest in himself to the point that he would even sexually abuse his own family members. He will do injustice to anyone and everyone. The left will devour themselves, each other, if the time is opportunistic, if they will gain something from it. If we are foolish enough to expect justice in a land where criminals rule, then we are more than naive. In fact, I would call it hopeless stupidity. How are we going to abolish this government? That's the question I have. That is what needs to be done at this point in time. Our founding fathers made it very, very clear we have been warned. George Washington warned us in no uncertain terms that this would likely happen, that one party would rise up and totally destroy the other so that we no longer have a balance of government. And as soon as that balance is lost, then oppression begins. Tyranny takes over and we become slaves of the state. And that is happening right now. It has happened. And if we think that we can somehow turn these criminal minds around by the art of persuasion, by the art of reason, by reminding them of doing what is right before God, um, I just don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that justice is going to prevail through words, and through reasoning of reasonable people because we don't have reasonable people on one side. Many good Americans are still hoping that Donald Trump will win the White House in 2024. I assure you I am on that same side. I'd love to see that. But I don't feel optimistic. I have to be honest. Trump is fighting strong and hard. Donald Trump, whatever you, can, whatever you think of this guy, he has not compromised on his principles. The man is standing up, claiming his innocence, which he is. He is exposing the evil like I've never seen anyone do before. And they are attacking him and brutally attacking him illegally, unconstitutionally. If they can throw him in prison, they will. And if they can snuff him in prison or just annihilate him in public, assassination would be a great thing in the eyes of the Democrats. Just get rid of this guy 
because they know that if Donald Trump gets back into the White House, they're finished. They are finished. And so like you and me and many good Americans, we do hope that Donald Trump will make it into office. But I don't feel optimistic. If Trump is not elected, it is going to be as obvious as the day is bright that another election will have been stolen. Everybody knows that. And then what? Then what? If we make it to November of 2024, and Donald Trump, if we see all of a sudden the same nonsense, the same fraudulent behavior that went on in 2020, what are you going to do? What are you going to say? Are you going to accept it and say, oh, well, another four years and we'll try again? (laughs) There won't be another four years, good people. There will not be another election beyond 2024 if Donald Trump is not president. And I'll just say that plainly. That's the writing I see on the wall. And we have to face that. What we will see is the full weight of a criminal government bearing its full weight against all political opposition. The bananas of the republic will be fully ripened on the tree of death. Okay, that's what's going to happen. If we choose to accept this state, then we deserve all the horrors coming our way. But what about our children? What about the many innocent victims who are going to get mowed down in their path? Does anyone care about them? Satan wants you to compromise. The globalists want you to compromise. The shameful leaders of this country are doing everything that they can to force you to compromise. And the compromise comes in the form of submission. Put on the mask, hide your face, right? Forfeit your identity, shut down your business. Remember, sacrifice your children to us in the schools and everywhere else. Give us all your money. Take the shot, eat bugs, surrender your rights so we can better control you. But if we compromise by saying nothing and doing nothing to oppose the present darkness that is blanketing us like a plague, then the Lord has a strong case against us. I would much rather die a martyr than live the life of a coward. I can't do it. We had better think this through real hard. Think through what is happening right now in our country and in the world. We won't say it because it's too uncomfortable, but they intend to kill us and seize complete control over us. They are the grasshoppers. Hopper, the gang leader, has had plans to kill the queen of the island and thereby sterilize the ant colony. She went, the, the gang leader wanted to kill Princess Atta who was a symbol of future hope in the colony. The leader wanted to kill Flick because Flick dared to interfere with Harper's plans to starve out the ant colony. He was ruthless. He was cruel and heartless. Even amongst his own kind, he could never be appeased and he would stop at nothing. And he had to be stopped. And that's where we are in America right now. This government, this oppressive coup team called the Biden administration, the puppet regime, has to be stopped. 
one way or another. Let's use our minds and let's get some ideas. We have a nation that needs rescued from evil oppressors. We have a constitution that needs defended against tyrants. And I took an oath to do it. And so did every other veteran in the United States of America. And so did every politician, by the way. And we have a God whom we need to serve in earnest for our own good. The choice is ours. And so I pray that you and I will get a clue and come up with some ideas. That's what we need to do. You are listening to Unity Without Compromise. Do your best and do it for the Lord. Adieu.